Back to the Ticket Water Cooler. Brought to you by Wingstop on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. We are back here on the Ticket Water Cooler on a Friday, which means, of course, Good Sense Friday here at 93.7 The Ticket. We enjoyed our Good Sense. It also means it is time to talk with Brian Munson and put a bow on this recruiting class. Or are we? Is there going to be more additions? Maybe not officially this recruiting class, but we'll get into it here with Brian. Brian, how is your Friday going? It's going well, man. If you're going to tell me I'm not quite done yet after the recap I did last night, I'll have to go back and do another revision to it. <laughs> Surprise! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's hope, let's hope we're through it uh, because I I think what it does it. I think Coach Rule and his staff, you know, deserve to take a little bow. Um, mm. They did a tremendous job. The the team, the, the 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 class finished in the top thirty nationally, fifth in the fifth in the conference. Uh, you know, it got got as low as forty. You know, as as players were kind of dipping out. You know, as 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 things were kind of happening there in, in late November, early December. And he, Coach Rule and his staff, did a tremendous job in those last two months. To I think they. I think they nailed or grabbed 31 guys. They brought 31 players into the program, you know, during that, during that time between transfers and high school players and Juco players. So pretty tremendous job. And there's a lot of optimism about what he can do kind of going forward without having that kind of time crunch, you know, on him to kind of finish some things up very, very quickly. And, of course, as they've added these guys, we've been able to ask you about them over uh, the several weeks that we've had Jan. They did add another one that we haven't talked about since then is DeAndre Barnes, the defensive back out of Aurora, Colorado. Very late addition. Was he kind of expected toward the end there to commit to Nebraska, or was that kind of a surprise? Uh, I'll tell you what. The name came out of left field. Um, it was such a great story that Coach Rule shared with uh, with the press on Wednesday at signing day about how – how it even happened because you know they were driving by Regis Jesuit they they weren't scheduled to go there or weren't necessarily planning to go there but the the car kind of you know turned itself off the road you know exited there to kind of go check out the high school and the coach put on some film and lo and behold you had the the 200 meter you know uh state champion playing defensive back playing wide receiver He's six foot two, 180 pounds or so, and uh, man, he can cover a lot of ground, you know, from from his from his center field position back there in safety. So it was, you know, he came to Nebraska um, last weekend on an official visit without even having an offer. So it, it was incredibly out of left field. In fact, talking to some folks that were close to that situation, he probably would have been on an official visit to BYU that weekend had Nebraska not tried and not entered the picture so late in the game. So, uh, you know, great get for Nebraska. I really did. I really did like his film. I just don't feel like he did a a great job kind of promoting himself through his huddle, I guess is what I would say. I would have started out with a lot more defensive clips. I, th- I thought he was a better defensive prospect than he was an offensive guy. But as a wide receiver, still nothing to, you know, to sit there and throw your nose up at. I'm not saying that at all. I'm just saying I think he was a better collegiate uh, prospect you know, on the defensive side of the football, and that's maybe where he just kind of sold himself a little short. Is this going to be something that we see a decent amount from this um, fr- from this staff? Is you know going off book, off radar, um, and finding some of those kids that maybe aren't very highly recruited. I know that Rule spoke about it in his press conference, but is that something yeah. that we can expect um, to see a decent amount of? 
Well, we've seen a good combination of that already, like through the contact period, where we saw, you know, offers go out to four and five star guys. Now we would see offers go out to guys that had no stars, that had not been evaluated yet. Um, you know, and, and that's a little bit further out, obviously, than than uh, what what they were kind of working with here recently in the last couple of months, because, I mean, those guys were seniors, they were getting ready to graduate, and done with their high school careers and all that good stuff. And, and lo and behold, here comes Nebraska, you know, so that that's a very interesting thing. And I, I, I don't know if you're going to see a lot of that, but I think you're going to see things kind of going forward where they're going to be kind of pushing the envelope here a little bit. They're, they're going to, they're going to be high on guys that, that have ratings. I mean, look at, look at a guy like Dylan Rayola, for example, number one guy in the 2024 class, obviously Nebraska is, is thinks that that rating is justified because because they're they're obviously very interested in getting him with the amount of coaches that they set to see him before the contact period ended. But I do also think that they're they've got some guys that don't necessarily aren't going to see they aren't going to see eye to eye with all of the rankings experts and all of the ranking systems and and, and various sites. I think that they've got guys that are just going to fit their fit their style. They're going to be a great fit. They're going to think a lot of them as people. And those are the kind of guys that they want to bring into the program. Uh, I want to ask you, too, with uh, with Kai Wallen um, being the only Juco uh, player in this class, is that something that nationwide, I don't know if you've been able to look into it too much, but is the Juco market taking a little bit of a hit because of the transfer portal? You know, because it used to be that was kind of your plug-and-play option, and now your plug-and-play option is basically feeling limitless in the portal. Well, I, I think it still has a market. I, I don't think you're you're seeing colleges go as deep in either the junior college or the high school space mm-hmm. um, when it comes to the the number of players that they're going to go down and grab. And I think that that's. I think five stars are going to be five stars, and four stars are going to be four stars. But you know, you if you're if you're down there and you're not really quite a regional guy, let's say that you're just kind of a local school guy. And those are the, those are schools that have kind of picked up on you. It gets a little dangerous to kind of play the game that a lot of the four-star and five-star guys want to play about, Hey, I just picked up my 37th offer from, you know, whatever uh, that those offers are going to mean are going to be a lot different is what I'm trying to say, because I just don't feel like, those offers are going to be able to, to, to hang out there that long. There's some guys, obviously, that they would want to keep in from local connections and stuff like that. But I just don't feel like the three-star guys can hang out there that long because I just don't think the market's ever really going to just take off for them unless they just had an absolute just kind of crushing it senior season. It's, it's a little bit of a slippery slope, but I think the transfer portal has eaten into the lower-end you know, guys that are just not quite regional recruits and, uh, for high school, and I don't, and I think it's obviously ate some into the junior college ranks as well. Uh, another question that I have from this class is: I know it's uh, widely regarded as one of the fastest classes in the nation because of all the track speed uh, that they went out there and grabbed. Do you think that that's uh, particularly um, just to get team speed up and, and you know get ready for for the offense to get going, or do you think that that's an immediate injection of speed into perhaps special teams this upcoming year? How do you kind of read these these track stars coming on campus? Yeah, I, I kind of see a little bit of that, but then I kind of look back at what Matt Rule said on Wednesday, and he, you know, he he's he's looking for. I think that there's a there's a makeup of of the the profile of what it you know what a great what a great recruit is to him, and 
I don't think that I don't think that players all the time in high school, you know, need to have uh, just technical stats to to get noticed. They've got to they've got to have the right size. They've got to have you know the right kind of things that that kind of go along with it. And and one of those things is speed. Speed is just a an undeniable kind of fact it, it it's it's a it's a it's a metric it's a number in which it translates across nebraska to texas texas to california etc so you have a measuring stick you know beyond you know just like competition level you know where this person is from statistically what it is that they did etc if you felt like there was a player deep down inside of this guy that just did never really kind of popped, but you weren't sure where it was that he, that he, that he's at like on the football field, you can go back and find a guy then that runs track and you have that way then of kind of figuring out, well, this is, these are the things and that I can kind of, I'm bringing into my, my organization, bringing into my team, bringing into my locker room that I feel like I can get even more out of because I know that the guy loves the game, plays the game, but he's obviously a speed guy, and we feel like we can develop him. And, and I think that that shows a lot of confidence by uh, by Matt Rule, uh, you know, in his strength and conditioning and nutritional staff to kind of say, we feel like we can take that chance on, you know, a guy that doesn't have four or five, four or five stars. We think we can go out there and find this guy that's under the radar, but he's a 200-meter, you know, spreading champion, runs a 10-7, loves the game of football, just looking for an opportunity. We think we can get the best out of him. So I think he has those types of success stories. I think that those are those are good things to have, but I think that you also need a combination of things. You can't go out looking for just the guys that you have to turn over turn over every stone to find. You need to find the Dylan Rayolas. You need to have the Dylan Rayolas be the Pied Piper and, and lead players to Lincoln with them. And you need to have more four and five star guys, you know, or, or high three star and four star guys from around the country want to come to Nebraska based on how Nebraska's recruiting. We're speaking with Brian Munson on 3 Husker Online. And, Brian, are you among the camp, such as myself, that believes that, you know, despite the scholarship situation crunch that they're under, that this amount of, of scholarship players will allow for um, uh, uh, not harsher but uh, more competition in the winter, spring, and summer so that you, you're really going to get the, the best out of a lot of these guys because they know, and, I, and I'm sure it happens every year even without you know this type of scholarship crunch that they're under, um, they know that at the end of it all, after spring practice, before fall camp starts, that some of them aren't going to be here. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think it's one of those things where – they're going to get the best of the players both on the field and off of it. I think they're going to get the best of the players in the classroom. I think they're going to get the best of the players, you know, as they're going out and not, you know, getting into, into any type of issues off the field. I think they're going to get into, you know, into the analysis of, you know, where this guy was when it came to, you know, six o'clock workouts on, on Monday morning, you know, was he, was he on time? Was he in there? Was he giving great effort? I think those are all things that are going to be up for review. They, they want to build, they want to build a, a a culture of players that that want to be there that, that aren't just going through the motions of oh it's a six o'clock workout we got to go there and if I just go and do this today I won't be this sore tomorrow and I can I can do all these things and later on on the side or whatever no they want they want to get the most out of you in the windows of time in which that they have allocated to them by the NCAA because I don't think people understand that that's all regulated. It's all regulated how much time you can spend with these guys. 
and and Nebraska is putting together that program. So when they when they get their hands on you and you're actually you know doing something, they expect that they're getting that your very best at that very moment. And and I think that's going to be part of that culture. Let's take our time together seriously. Let's 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 take this thing that we are building here seriously. And I think that those are all things that are going to be measured on on you know in the film room, in the locker room, in the weight room, in the classroom, off the field. I think those are all things that are going to kind of lead and build to that culture that's going to help them get down to 85 because they're going to find the guy, they're going to find the 85 that want to be there, that believe in what it is that they're doing. And you, you feel like the new guys probably, I mean, if you're recruiting them here, you feel like they've, they're pretty safe when they come in. How many of these, yeah. how many of this new class is, is, is going to be able to make it to spring bowl? Um, well, let's see, you know, from, from the guys that are there right now, you've got one, two, I think it was seven, three, four, mm. five, six, seven, eight, nine, maybe it's nine. You, you've got a fair number of, of players that are up there. I mean, you've got, you've got guys like, you know, Uma Nealon that that's up there from Manor, Texas, that that's, you know, potentially the, the, the star of the class. I mean, he's mm. the highest rated guy. Um, you know, four-star edge guy and, and Len Hart. You know, you got a couple of local guys like Noonan and Gatula, and then of course you got your junior college uh, guy like Waylon that you brought in, and Dwight Boodles up there as well. I think that they got a really nice nucleus of guys to come up there and kind of get things started for the 2023 group. It's a it's a it's a big class, you know, and you're bringing up you're bringing up close to 30 players part of that recruiting uh, that recruiting class. You got 28 guys, you got 11 transfers. You know, you got close to 10 guys that are early enrollers. You are building a foundation now for how you're going to acclimate, you know, the other half or so of the of the group that's going to be showing up in June and showing them the ropes and showing them around town and getting them ready to go and getting them getting them kind of settled in before things go really crazy in August. So, um, yeah, I, I think that there's a good group of players up there between the transfers and the low, and the early enrollees that, that were out of that 2023 class, and I think it's going to really help out Nebraska with kind of building things up and giving guidance to how things are going to get done in Lincoln underneath Matt Rule. And another thing that I kind of felt interesting was listening to uh, Deion Sanders again. Um, basically, he was proud of his class or whatever, but he's saying they're going to wait uh, till after spring. Guys are going to get cut, and then Colorado will be back out there looking for transfers. Do you think that Nebraska is is done with the transfer portal, or do you think they're going to be in a similar position? Because we're all doing the number crunch and seeing how many guys. But I, my my guess is there might be a few more by but before you know uh, we actually kick it off uh, once you know against Minnesota. Yeah, I. I... I do feel like Nebraska is going to be um, interested in, in maybe possibly trying to keep that number low in those additional you know uh, spots and positions that they feel like they need another guy. But I, I think a couple spots you know that I would I'm kind of looking at that I think that would make a lot of sense. I think offensive tackle. I think some sort of a nose tackle. You know, continuing to build to build some depth there. But I think you're still looking for a guy that could come in and and battle for starting time, you know, at offensive tackle, you may even decide that you need a middle linebacker. But I think there's only a couple, three positions where I think it makes sense, although I think Matt Rule would say anybody that goes into the portal that they feel like is going to make sense, they're going to they're maybe try to do something with it regardless of, like, you know, what position it is or anything like that. But I think there could be two or three positions of need to keep an eye on to see how things kind of go through the spring and, you know, see what comes on the other side of it. And, and, and then I think also you're going to have to 
deal with the, with the natural side of, of the portal too. And we get into that May time frame where guys can go into that two week window and say that they're leaving. I think Nebraska has to manage that as well. And that, that, and that may present another type of position or two that they have to go ahead and get because they take some unexpected losses. Once again, Brian Munson of Husker Online on 3 Network uh, talking with us here, kind of putting a bow on the recruiting uh, season of the 2023 uh, commit uh, list here for Nebraska. And going down that list, um, are there certain guys that you think that that feel pretty comfortable, whether it's just need or whatever it is, um, that might be able to help out right away? Um, yeah, I, I, I think that there's some guys, like I, I've got a guy circled on my list that I feel like, I don't. People have talked about him needing a year or two. I, I just, I'm not sure. I, I, I like what Ismail Smith Flores can do for Arlington Martin. You know, he's a six foot four, 225, 230 pound guy. I watched him play basketball the other night. He's athletic. Um, he's got a great build to him. Um, I, I think that you know, you give him a chance to finish up with basketball, get him into another little weightlifting thing. I mean, obviously he's, he's got some, got some weighty shed just because of the, 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 the sport he's playing right now. Give him another shot to kind of bulk up, you know, get, get some good foundation going before he gets up there to Nebraska in June. And then I think the tight end room just kind of presents an opportunity. I, I think that there's something that if he were to come in and show that he is physically ready and can kind of put some things together, whether it's situationally or kind of can grow the, the, the playbook with him a little bit. I'd be very, very interested in kind of seeing how that goes. But I think then you're kind of stuck like looking at the early enroll guys. The early enroll guys are the ones where, you know, there may be something that, that, that can happen there. Um, and, you know, I think Princewell is obviously, you know, he's got, he's got a lot more eyes on him. And Cameron Lenhard is another guy to kind of watch for it. Although I felt like, you know, he was a little bit out of position, but he did it because of a team need, you know, kind of stepping down and playing into a three technique. But I think as we kind of get going to see what happens at the defensive end position, there could be packages where guys like him could make some sense, mm. you know. So, and he's got, he's a great leader. You know, he was a team captain last season. So uh, I, I do feel like there, there are some guys, obviously the transfer portal guys are going to play into that big time, but, but Prince will. Cameron, uh, Ismail Smith-Flores, of course, because he's not there. Um, and there's a couple guys that are real sleepers that I just feel like give them a year and see what happens on the other side of that year. And I think you're going to see an amazing transformation. Uh, just give them another chance to kind of learn the game and develop their body. Like Vincent Carroll Jackson's one of those guys and, and, and like a Bryce Turner or an Eric Fields. Like I think those guys just need – one year of D1 kind of, you know, preparation football, and then just you're going to see an amazing player in, in the fall of 2024. And then to just kind of follow up that is uh, Malachi Coleman. Do you think that's a guy that can help out right away? I know he's always kind of been seen a little bit as a prospect, but at the same time, he's, you know, the number two athlete or whatever his ranking is, big time, you know, highly yeah. upranked there in athlete because you can't teach that, you know, that size and speed combination he has. No, I, I agree. And I think the wide receiver position, it's, you know, you, you lost Trey Palmer and you're mm. trying to replace this amazing percentage of balls caught in the, in the total offense, you know, that of the, the yards that were, that were there coming through the air. Nebraska is going to be looking at everyone. You got the couple guys that they got to come back like Castaneda and, and Betts. And then you're going to have like Kemp who's already there on campus. You got Joshua Fleeks who's going to play some sort of a role 
And then you got to start at the top, and Malachi Coleman would be there at the top as far as like the guys that you would you would keep an eye on. And and obviously, I think Nebraska wants to get a good look at him. And I think what I think what 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 it all what what it always kind of comes down to is this: when those high caliber wide receivers, you know, get done with high school football, there's a there's a fairly significant adjustment to going against college defensive backs and it, it comes down to get off and it comes down to separation you know you've got great speed those guys have got ways to slow you down and to and to destroy timing between you and the quarterback you're going to have to find ways to kind of get around that so that's going to be some of the interesting things to see how you know these younger guys the very athletic guys you know can do it but they've got a great a great teacher like Kemp and they got a guy like Fleeks that, that can really help them out with kind of figuring some of that stuff out. Excellent stuff once again. Thanks for uh, sticking around with us. Maybe a few more minutes than uh, we usually help you, but it's the end of the season. It's the end of the recruiting class. We had to really iron you out about it. So thanks uh, thanks once again uh, to Brian Munson for, for joining us here on the Take a Water Cooler. Have a great weekend, guys. We'll start talking 2024 next week, huh? All right. Yeah, yeah, right away. Just jumping into it. All right. Sounds good. Uh, there he goes. Brian Munson of Husker Online on three. Always great to, to catch up with him and get his uh, latest insight on the recruiting class. Feels feels like a job well done for Matt Rule. I think that's pretty uniform uh, across Husker Nation right now. All right, let's take a quick break here on 93.7 The Ticket. When we come back, it'll be time for the crossover. We'll see if Nick's back there is done with his good sense and he should be. ready to go. Uh, yeah, well, he should be. He so better we'll, be. We'll talk about that. Also, kind of interesting, Oklahoma and Texas. Talks of them joining the SEC as soon as 2024 don't look good, actually. We'll tell you more about that coming up next year on 93.7 The Ticket.